Hello lads and ladies, welcome, welcome. This week's episode of the Football Pundit Imposter Podcast with your hosts, JP and Ron. Back in the net, lads. What's happening, mother truckers? It is game week 36 in mid-flow as we record a little bit late. I am very, very sorry that we were not out in our normal Tuesday time slot. A uh, few real-life things have meant we've delayed it, but it has meant that the midweek game week in game week 36 um, is up for review and debate and discussion uh, for anyone who might have stumbled across us uh, for the very first time as Unlikely as that is, welcome to the Football Pundit Imposter Podcast, a weekly review of Premier League football. All things uh, good, bad, ugly, fantasy football, it's just a bit of a clusterfuck of fun, to be honest. My name's Rob, and I am your host on this wonderful journey through the beautiful game, but I am not alone. I am joined, as always, by my co-pilot on this endeavour, Mr. John Pickup is here. JP, how are we doing? A clusterfuck of fun. There we go. That's the review, isn't it? That's a tagline right there. Yeah, I'm, I'm very well actually. Yeah, um, it's been it's been an interesting game week. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm middling again. Fair to middling. Probably started off pretty yeah. badly based on uh, your team Burnley's results at the weekend, but then uh, yeah. certainly the midweek results have uh, have swung it potentially back in your favour. We're going to get into all of that today, sir. Why don't you tell everyone what's on the show? Um, so we're going to do the moments of the week, like we normally do. Um, that'll probably be a mismatch of weekend and midweek, potentially. Yep. Um, we've got the Premier League roundup generally. We've got the fantasy football update. And we've actually got a, a Premier League 11 from our good friend, McPaul. So um, he's done a sterling job. I've not listened to it yet, so it, it could be terrible. But I've, I've got this. Um, <laughs> he's done a sterling job. I don't know. It could be shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could be. Yeah. But um, no he, he's done as a... He's done us a question, um, so he's done us a, a closer to question, and then uh, he's going to set us our Premier League eleven, and we're going to go alternatively. And, we're going, uh, we're yeah. going to head this week. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Love it. Finishing the series strong. Right then, mate, should we get straight into it? Because it's a packed one. Let's get over and talk about the moments of the week. Moments of the week then, mate. Where mm. do you want to start? Ooh, well, uh, I only was able to watch an abridged version of football this week, so I might have missed a few. Um, we like to start a goal of the week, don't we? It didn't yeah. feel like there were too many standouts from the weekend game. Uh, I was particularly fond of uh, not a 30-yard screamer like Sonny last week, uh, but Christopher Ajar scored a goal for Brentford. He did. Where he jinked and danced through the entirety of the Southampton bat line, then slotted it, I think, between Forster's legs or certainly uh, very coolly past him. And uh, and I didn't even realise that it was him, to be honest. If, if it had been a winger or a striker and not the big towering lump of a centre-half, then it might have uh, it might have felt a little bit different. But it was a bloody brilliant goal, wasn't it? Yeah, really good feed for a big man. Absolutely great finish. So um, I, 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 I that one. OK, Um I think uh, I've got a few more. I want to mention Son. So you, you said last week he, he got there and he got it. Um, but yeah, he, the, the, just the move overall was really good. Mm. Um, and he, uh, yeah, he slotted home. It was a bit of a tapping, but it was just the, the three or four passes that made that goal. So it was yeah. decent. Good team goal. Um, we love a daisy cutter. So uh, Casado for Brighton. 
very good goal. There were a couple of good goals in that game. I thought yeah. uh, Cucurella's goal was very well taken as well, uh, lifted it into the top left. Yeah, I think what made it better was the fact that he burst into tears because uh, he scored his first Premier League goal. That, uh, yep. Yep. that kind of uh, helped yeah. it. Oh, good. Apparently, Caicedo's a United fan as well. So it yeah, I, I believe so, yeah. Um, and it was his first goal for Brighton as well, wasn't it? So, um, yeah. Um, but for me, the winner, uh, Mikalenko for Everton, the volley. Oh, yes, of, of course it was. Yeah, what an absolute screamer. Yeah, great goal and uh, and good to see. Um, uh, obviously, everything that's going on in the Ukraine, good to see him yeah. uh, him get a little bit of joy, particularly with Everton. And, and it was massive for Everton as well. It was it was a massive, massive goal, so fair play. Yeah, uh, you'll get you'll get no uh, arguments where I think Mikalenko is definitely goal of the week. Yep. Miss of the week? Uh, now, <laughs> uh, I, I, I would just, rather than giving a specific miss, I would just like to offer Man City versus Newcastle. There, <laughs> there were so many. Yeah, there were. Uh, from both City and Newcastle, to be fair, but particularly from City. Laporte, of course, he did get a goal, but seeing as I was in my fantasy football, he couldn't make it too bloody positive for me, could he? He missed the sitter in the first half. Uh, Cancelo, did he miss one? There was a, there was a, just a plethora of just yeah. bad finishing from both sides in in that game. Uh, that was one that stood out for me. And then the other one, I know that sometimes we like to include in our misses of the week uh, some potential defensive or goalkeeping uh, misses. And uh, we've got to talk about Melier, haven't we? What was that kid playing at? Oh, terrible. He's on my list, to be fair. Yeah, absolute joke shop. Um, I, I told you, like, I don't, uh, you know, the, the guy's never going to listen to this podcast, so I don't, I don't want to just turn down his character. I'm sure he's a nice kid, and I'm sure he's a very talented keeper, but he's just not showing me what makes him a Premier League goalkeeper. And if they keep going the way they're going, he's not going to be a Premier League goalkeeper next season. Yeah, I, agreed, agreed. Um, uh, and then, uh, you know, he'll do one good thing in a game, but then he'll do four terrible things. Yeah, and that that sums up Leeds' season, to be fair. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And then the only other one, if we're talking about goalkeepers, is Tim Krull for the third week in a row on absolute fraud watch. I almost want to have the miss of the week sponsored by Tim Krull. I've written him down <laughs> the three, Tim, three times. The, the Tim Krull miss of the week. <laughs> I think that's now a thing. I mean, yeah, you know, it, it's just highlighted it. This last six weeks, he's been mentioned. Absolutely terrible. I mean, fair enough, the first one, there was a little bit of a, a deflection. But the yeah. second one was just inexplicably was poor. It was like he just thought, nah, fuck it, I'm going to run past the ball. I'm not interested in this. I'm, I'm out of it. Yeah, no, nah, I don't fancy that. Yeah. Um, but in, in the very same game, for me, the winner was uh, Gerard Bowen. He missed from literally a yard out. Yeah. And he just didn't know what, what he'd done. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. take that. We'll take that. We can't just keep giving it to Tim Krull, can we? Bless him. I mean, we could have put. Let's not. Yeah. Well, it, he's not. It, 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 yeah. The, the the miss of the week sponsored by Tim Krull. Won by Tim Krull. <laughs> yeah. He, he's not going to be a factor in this conversation next season, is he? So. Uh, anyway. Um. Uh. Okay. How about save of the week? I had save of the week. There's so many. To be fair, there, there, was, there, were, there were quite a few. There were, there were a lot of good saves. And again, I know we're waxing lyrical about him last week as well. Um. But Jordan Pickford in general. Yeah. Um, pulled three big saves out. The pick of the bunch for me was the fl- I love a flying save. Uh, Mendy tries yeah, the to curl from Mendy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just I just think we said it last week, but and and let's not dwell on it because I'm sure we'll bring it up in the game week. But if if Everton 
well, I'll just say this. If Everton stay up this, this season, they owe an awful lot to, to that man who's come under a lot of pressure and a lot of criticism for performances and his general overall ability. And he has been a worldy for them these last few weeks. He has saved them points on his own. Oh, watch him fuck up now and cost them dealing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, but Fingers I, crossed. Yeah. Sorry, Andy. <laughs> so, so, so Jordan Pickford, for me, I thought it was a brilliant save. Um, yeah, yeah, he's definitely up there. I, I think... Um, Foster made two really good saves, uh, one from a gay header and then one from Mateta um, to, to keep that, that game relatively close because mm-hmm. Palace would have been out of sight. Yeah. Um, I thought um, Mendy made a really good save from Huang. It was a 1v1 and he, he kind of sat down and still managed to save it. Mm-hmm. Um, we just slagged him off, but the, the good thing that Melier did was uh, a save from an Odegaard free kick, which I thought was really, really good. Yes, it um, was, but yeah, I, yeah, I did see that. Yeah. And then back to the Brighton game, uh, Sanchez made a header from Cavani's header. Uh, yes, that made was a header a from start. Cavani's header. He made a really good save from Cavani's header, and uh, yeah, that that was up there. But yeah, I agree, Pickford. Pickford. Um, oh, Fabianski, uh, not Fabianski. Um, Dubravka made a good save from Zinchenko as well. But uh, yeah, I think Pickford's yeah. the bunch. Yep. Team of the week then. It's got to be Brighton, hasn't it? It's got to be Brighton. Yeah, I've written to Brighton or Everton. Um, it's got to be Brighton. We gave, we've given it, we gave it to yep. Everton last week. Brighton, uh, home forms come under criticism. Let's not walk past the fact that Man United are absolutely, absolutely shambolic, but that doesn't change what a big result that is. And to do that at home in front of those fans um, when they're having a very, very good season, they absolutely yep. picked United apart and I thought they were excellent from start to finish. Agreed. And from front to back agree. as well. No weak link in that team. I thought all, 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 every man on that pitch was great. So, yeah, that was... Uh, it's that was... telling, though, that, that that's the most goals that they've scored at home. Um, did it, I, I think I heard a stat or something. It, like, you know, it, it was 25% of the goals in that one game from home. Uh, uh, they'd, they'd, scored, they'd scored 12 before this game. Mad, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous. OK, so well Brighton, Brighton it is. Uh, yeah. Player of the week, then. Uh, well, I was, I was scratching my head for who to... Who to yeah, talk about? We, we spoke about Pickford, but I think given the fact that it's it's Wednesday night we're recording and we've just seen an absolute Kevin De Bruyne masterclass, the maestro, he's absolutely unrivaled, isn't he? Um, in terms of ability, uh, he didn't he, he he pulled a lot of strings in the background um, in the Newcastle game, but didn't particularly City just scored again, just got an assist. Um, have they? Well, reg- I mean, regardless, he's he's bagged four. Um, in a potential, in a fixture that, frankly, a lot of people were saying was going to be a banana skin for them. Oh, Wolves! It might be Liverpool fans being optimistic, but you know they're licking the wounds a bit. Wolves are going to come back, and Wolves can do something. Wolves at home is a proposition. Not being funny, they scored once. Wolves equalised, and Kevin De Bruyne took it personally, and he has absolutely single-handedly, not to take it away from the rest of the City players, but he's just dragged them to a a very very comfortable looking win, and. Um, he just gets better and better. I think he's. I think he's quality. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Uh, the only other name that I wrote down. Uh, this was prior to tonight's games. Was Eddie Nketiah. I think. Uh, he's yeah. Been a bit of a revelation, hasn't it? Last couple of weeks. Yeah. Does do, does does his form mean that Arsenal don't go into the transfer market? No, I think they still need to. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. But. Um, but you know, it's good to see that he's been given a bit of game time and and he's you know shown his worth. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know what? The fact that he's is Lacazette injured, or has it just been decided he's not playing anymore, so Arteta's fucked him off? 
Um, he's, uh, yeah, he's, he's on the bench, so he's, you know, he's yeah. coming on for 10 minutes here and there. Yeah, so, and I like that. I like that. Why, you know, United are still playing all these players that are, go, are going. Why? Why not give youth that Arteta's doing it? And they're still in a race for top four. But Arteta's saying, I'm going to have well, this. They secure it if they beat Spurs. 100%. I think they've been great. And they're well deserving of it. Um, but yeah, no, just, 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 I, I think Arteta uh, uh, is doing the right thing with, with blood in him. And I agree. Um, the lads, the lads looking really sharp. Um, was was bright for the first goal, took the second goal well. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, a good shot, but I think KDB still king. Yeah, yeah, agreed. And then just the overarching moment of the week, uh, I've only written down one thing, which just made me chuckle. Um, uh, go on. So it was it was why uh, applauding all the Palace fans and hooking uh, Will Zaha and a few of the Palace players, and then just fucking off the water for the fans completely. He didn't even go over and clap on the day he officially relegated Watford. Um, yes. Yeah, the other thing that I liked was, did you see Brad, uh, Brandon Williams was our inaugural moment of the week when he uh, when he gave uh, Christian Eriksen a cuddle. Um, yeah. He uh, got a lot of stick for, uh, I don't know whether it was his performance all season or his part in the game for, for Norwich. And, uh, and this isn't funny, uh, some Norwich fans um, uh, followed him back to his house and were threatening him. Did they? I, yeah. I, I saw that he put a tweet out there, but I've not, I've not really seen too much else of the story. He then put in his Instagram story a picture of him flipping off. He's <laughs> like his back fence. Uh, and he just wrote, thanks Norwich on it. And it was like, you're, you're, you're ready to come back to Old Trafford, aren't you, mate? Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it's not. It, it, it's a funny reaction. Norwich fans are up in arms. How can you do this? How can you say that? But it was just like, I thought it was a pretty, pretty, pretty solid response, to be honest. From yeah, your... I'm not being funny. If they followed him back to his house, what do you yeah. expect? And, and and he has absolutely not been the root cause of their problem this season. He's not, you know, he's well, not... Been... One of the fundamental reasons it got relegated. No, he's not, is he? Let's be honest. No, and what is he? A left back who's played half the games for him. Uh, let's point that finger firmly at Tim Krull. <laughs> <laughs> um, and everyone else's problem. But yeah, I just thought that was a bit of a... A bit of a funny one that he, uh, I like, not funny, but I like the way he reacted to it um, as much as Norwich fans might not have. No, fair, fair. Right. We're still going with why. Still going with why. Why is the winner? (laughs) Um, Right then. So, first time this season. First time this season, why's won something. Um, Shall we uh, head over and dissect probably a slightly abridged. Uh, uh, overview of the game week because uh, there's so many to get through. So many games. So many. Yeah, let's do it. Right then. Uh, we're not going to pick apart every single game, just the ones that matter. So um, just just very quick shout out. Well done, Brentford. Absolutely making sure of the... Smash Southampton. Uh, Christian Eriksen, fair play. Um, and uh, he's really turned it around for them. He's been he's been pivotal, but that he's not a yep. one man show at all. Um, they all played very well. They beat him comprehensively. Um, uh, Palace Watford, obviously Watford have doomed themselves. The inevitable finally happened. A Wolf Zaha penalty and uh, and Roy signing off in style. Um, the other Saturday games probably did have a little bit more relevance to them. Do you want to start with your lot? I mean, the wheels came off a little bit from the. The Burnley choo-choo train. Um, yeah. Train. Yeah. Um, you you telling me that you expected good things against Villa. I, I did, yeah. Um, and, you know, the way that they performed last night against Liverpool um, kind of shows that this wasn't potentially as bad a result as, as it was, really. Mm-hmm. I think first half, um, we were we were disappointing, but we were still in the game. 
And, yeah. you know, we had a couple of chances first half. Um, but as soon as you let Danny Ings go clean through on goal, you know what's going to happen. Um, yeah. And he did celebrate, which is, you know, it's yeah. always a nice touch. I think after the game, he came out and said, um, you know, the plight of the club, it didn't seem right. And to be fair to him, I know he still does a quite a bit of charity work up at Burnley. So, um, you know, I've got a lot of time for Danny Ings. But, yeah, uh, yeah you don't want to see him score, um, which... Yeah, uh, like I said, it, you know, it was always going to happen. And then the second one kind of killed us a little bit um, in, in the first half. Um, I think we, we had plenty of the ball. We created a little bit. Dwight McNeil looked lively again. Um, but if you're starting Ashley Barnes up front now, you know, don't get me wrong, he's been an absolute stalwart for us. And, you know, he's, he's scored some big goals for us. And he's been he's been pivotal to what we've become in the Premier League. And, you know, Everyone loves a bit of a shit house, don't they? So you know he's been he's been a really good player for us. But if you are starting him up front, then you're struggling a little bit. He's not um, he's not he's not it this season, is he? He's not. Uh, he's, he's, he's been not. out injured for for nine months on and off. Well, probably even the last two years on and off. Um, you know, wrong side of thirty. He's never really had pace anywhere, but you know the pace that he had disappeared. He's always going to get amongst it and and you know go, score your goal even there. But yeah, you, you need someone quick with something about him, with him, and, yeah, with in Wakehorst. And the question I've wrote down here is uh, Wakehorst a donkey. Um, he missed a couple of chances again. Fair enough, they were half chances, but, you know, if, you, if you're a Premier League footballer, you should be taking one of them, potentially. Um, I think, so, I think, I think, the jury's I think, out. Yeah, the jury's out. I think, I think for me, though, mate... Um, Please don't take this with any disrespect intended because, you know, I love you. You know, I've got a soft spot for Burnley ever since we've become pals. You're not going to get Erling Haaland playing for Burnley. No. So when you when you talk about, you know, what can Veghorst bring to the table, the options were probably pretty limited in terms of experience, um, results, having performed at, in the top five leagues. Um, a, goal, a decent goal return, um, the size, the strength, the experience to play in the Premier League and certainly to fit Burnley's quite particular style of football. So it was always going to be a bit of a gamble and it's difficult, isn't it? Because you want class and you want quality. We saw it with Corney, didn't we? He came in and there was all this excitement. Look at these, a different type of player to Burnley used to. Quick, tricky, got something about him, um, takes men on, uh, expansive in his play. But there's obviously, there's a reason that the big lads weren't in for him. Oh, yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. And, you know, you, you look at players like Jay Rodriguez, Matty Vidra, yeah. you know, they've all got something. On his day, Vidra's unplayable. Yeah. He, but was, he has one was, day was it, every Was it Was it Watford months. he was at when he was younger? He was prolific yeah. in the championship for a few yeah, years, wasn't Dar- he? Yeah, Derby was top scorer in championship. Oh, Derby, and, Derby, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Derby first. I, was, I meant Derby. He went to Watford later, didn't he? Yeah, and then yeah. he was, he's been at Reading as well. But yeah, know, yeah, he's always going to be that player who's going to be patchy. And and you're right, you're right in what you say. You know, we're we're not going to sign a Holland, but I, I know that Newcastle met Chris Wood's release clause. But you know, you, you've got to try and test his strike. And I know it's not particularly worked out for him up there, and he didn't have a particularly good season at Burnley. But some of the chances that we created, Wood would have put away. There's yeah. no two ways about it. So you know, I'm, I'm more than willing to give him the benefit of the doubt and. You know, I know it's a different type of football in Germany, and you know the chances probably do come uh, a little bit easier. But um, but yeah, he, he just seems he seems off the pace. Um, and you know, we, I, we've said this numerous times about players coming in. You know, that first year is really tough, mm-hmm. and then once they've got used to the the pace of the game, then then you know things might change. Um, 
but yeah, it started so promising though, that's the thing. So yeah, we'll, we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. And there's still a few games left in the season and with results elsewhere, you'd certainly not um, uh, as negatively impacted um, by that result as you probably thought at, yeah. at 4.45 on, on Saturday afternoon. Well, well, when, when it went 3-0, um, I mean, we didn't lay a glove on them second half at all. And yeah, you know, we did score a goal. It was a decent goal from corner in the end. Um, the worry is that James Tarkovsky limped out uh, mm. after about an hour. Vidra's done his knee, so he's out for the rest of the season, so we won't see him in a Burnley shirt again. Uh, and then you've got Jay Rodriguez and Ben Mee, who were back on the grass, but they probably touch and go. Um, <clears throat> it's a real concern if we're going to start with uh, with Nathan Collins and Kevin Long, a centre-half, mm. uh, against Spurs. Mm. So really, we need Ben Mee to be back. He's back on the grass, like I said, so um, you never know. Um, and then there was something quite funny going around about Corner, um, apparently not knowing that he was he signed a contract, and quite a lot of people didn't get that it was a Michael Jackson joke. Um, <laughs> you were, you are not on loan thing, but um, yeah, Mitchell Chuckle did that. <laughs> right, uh, good, good Burnley humour. Um, uh, but let, let let's see, because as we'll talk about, it's probably not the worst result for Burnley given what happened elsewhere. Um, rounding yeah. out the Saturday fixtures, Chelsea continue probably not much to talk about Chelsea third play to Wolves for dragging it back to 2-2 Trinkhouse goal was pretty good as well um we didn't yeah. talk about that in the in, in the moments of the week but um Chelsea probably just proving again that they are not as near to the top two as we perhaps thought and hoped they might be at the start of the season yeah agreed uh Rom's got a couple of goals didn't he um so you know give, give him a game and give him a few chances and he will score but mm. yeah I can't see if they are allowed to sell him I can't see that he'll be He'll be there next season. No, no, no. It's not worked out for him, has it? But um, no. uh, that happened. And then uh, Brighton, Man United. Um, not a lot to say about this one, to be honest. We've already covered about uh, how uh, well Brighton did. Um, they absolutely deserved every lick of that handsome victory. Um, United. I don't know what else there is to say that's not already been said, to be fair. I've, I've moaned and I've spat me dummy out and the toys come out the pram multiple times this season and uh, I've got to a point now where do you, do you know what I I, uh, I, I, was it, I can't remember if it was you I text or if it was it was one of me United fan mates um, but I said I, I hope they put seven on us I, I, I want them to humiliate us I want I want these lads to understand that they just got beat 7-0 by Brighton and unfortunately that didn't happen but I think 4-0 sends as good of a message anyway I, I think 4-0 I think um, especially how they went in you know Brighton had so much space. Yeah, yeah. There was no desire at all whatsoever. No. I think it was summed up for the second goal. Um, a man waltzed past Lindelof. He just put his hand up to kind of hand him on to nobody. Yeah. And it was just, just pathetic. Shy. Pathetic. Yeah. Pathetic. It's 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 sad to watch. The only silver lining is that the uh, uh, and probably a reflection of just how poor. Um, going to watch the first team at Old Trafford is. Did you know that uh, Man United's under-18s won the FA Youth Cup tonight and uh, we filled Old Trafford, 70,000 people? Yeah, yeah, awesome. Going to watch under I, I didn't yeah. know they were full. Um, to be fair, I got offered a ticket, um, but yeah. Uh, uh, Forrest, for, not, not, not to take it away, Forrest took 5,500. Um, so fair play to Forrest as well. But uh, yeah, 70,000 rocked up at Old Trafford. It's interesting because if... Um, those 70,000 don't turn up to the next home game, will that send a message? But then that won't happen because because of the the you know the the worldly club that Man United are, they'll fill the seats with 
kind of foreign fans. They were just going for the day. Spot on. Spot on, which is both a blessing and a curse in a lot of ways. I've not got anything to say about United. You know, do you know what? Um, I was so happy. The happiest I was was realising that um, United aren't playing this game week because we've lo- we've overloaded our games in the catch-up. So we aren't playing in game week 37. And it's wonderful. I <laughs> just that I don't have to suffer. So I'm like, I'm quite looking forward to watching a weekend of football without dreading watching United. They're shite. Let's move on. Uh, Liverpool Spurs. Liverpool have blinked. Yep. Um, I think... Fair play to Spurs. I think Spurs were well worth a point. Um, I watched this one. Um, Liverpool did well to come back. You know, it was it was midway through the or approaching midway through the second half. Sun scored the goal. Tottenham tried to shut up shop. Liverpool did keep pressing. Diaz, uh, all right, deflected, bit scrappy, but showed fight and character. That point could make all the difference. But equally, given how City are playing and how City tend to finish seasons strong, particularly after the embarrassment of being knocked out of the Champions League semi-final, um, you've, you've got to think that, that Liverpool are potentially done by dropping those points. Yeah, yeah, for me it's done. Was it an embarrassment or just Madrid being Madrid? It was Madrid being Madrid. I'm sorry, let me just clarify. When I say embarrassment, I don't mean the fixture. I don't mean the way in which they lost. I don't mean the 90 minutes in isolation. That's not what I'm talking about. Or the two legs in isolation. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the Champions League project that exists at City. Yeah. And 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 and, and what, again. Sort of exactly. That they are without doubt the probably domestically. The, the best team in Europe. You could probably only compare them to Bayern, um, who do not play in as competitive a league. No disrespect to the teams in the Bundesliga. The only team who are as dominant as them in Europe, uh, not even PSG, are as dominant as City, and they play in an absolute fucking farmers league. Now, yeah. City, the, to the fact that they cannot translate that form into the Champions League, I think is really starting to expose an element of Pep Guardiola that he does not want to be exposed. And it's getting to a point now where they should have frankly won it. That's that's the reality. They did the number of years that they've been at the top of their game under Guardiola, they should have a Champions League in, in, in their trophy cabinet. Yeah, and they okay. don't. And they don't. But I think a lot of Liverpool fans were very hopeful that that, that reaction would be one of dismay and dejection but that's not City and that's not Guardiola. And he get, he's got back to what he knows best and he's got back to what he knows he's good at. And that is comprehensively picking apart Premier League teams and rip-rolling them. And that's proven by the fact that they put nine goals past teams in four days. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Does Haaland make the difference for them next season? Uh, yes, for me. Um, I saw some people talking about how he's not a ready-made solution. Um, he is uh, people talking about how Whilst the transfer fee looks low, look at the package and what it's going to cost them. Yeah. Fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> Have you're you seen just, his goal record? You, you're just jealous. Anybody who says I would not like Haaland in my team is a fucking liar. The kid is a beast. He's got everything. He's I'm not being funny, man. If, if he's not the complete package, what is he going to be when he is the complete package? Exactly. Exactly. They're going to get a decade out of him. The only thing that people are saying... <laughs> Um, that has some kind of um, basis for me that doesn't um, uh, that doesn't uh, just sound like utter bitterness and jealousy is that he's a Raiola guy and he is a mercenary, supposedly. And he had it written into his 
uh, Dortmund contract, and apparently it's going to go into a City contract that if Madrid wants him, he goes. Because his dream is to play for Madrid. So it could be that in two years' time, City bring him on to be the best striker in the world and Madrid get him for 50 million because that's in the contract. I don't know how true that is, but that seems to be the rumour that's circulating because he wants to be a Madrid player ultimately because that's his boyhood team or whatever. So We just need to get Roy Keane to play for Man United and reenact. Uh... <laughs> could you imagine? <laughs> God, here we go. Um, uh, so, yeah, so I think that's the only thing that you could probably question about his maybe commitment, but in terms of skill and ability, oh my God, he's just, he's incredible. And that's from the little amount that I've watched him in the Champions League and the very small amount of German football that I watch. Um, he is, he is awesome. And people saying that he doesn't, uh, he doesn't fit in City's team. He could stand on the six yard box on for, or on the penalty spot for 38 games a season and he'll bag 30 goals. Because City will just zip around him. Do you honestly think Kevin De Bruyne is not going to put it on a Rizzler for him three, four times a game? No, he's, they're going to be they're going to break hundred points next season. They're going to win the league. I'm saying it now. I'm not disagreeing. And there you go. Can't really come back from that. Let's talk about Sunday's games. Leeds once again. I mean, they put up a good fight in the end, but they're the victims of their own demise, aren't they? Jesus Christ! Like they, they're just. Well, like, they just they don't make life easy for themselves, do they? Um, they, they're doomed, aren't they? I mean, Luke Ayling clearly doesn't fancy the running. Well, neither does Dan what, James. What was he doing? Neither does Dan James, yeah. I don't know what he was doing. I don't know, it was ridiculous. And then and then Rafinha, what a pillock. Like, there's talks linking Rafinha to United when he goes down. He's a phenomenal player, but that attitude... He's a liability, isn't he? He should have walked. He should have walked. He should. Yeah. I'm glad you said that because I agree. He should have walked. It was. It was. It was distasteful. It was pathetic. And every kid in this country, and I'm getting a bit of a soapbox now, but every kid in this country, boy and girl, at grassroots level, that we're trying to teach to respect the referee, and we're trying to teach to respect officials and respect the game. And he acts like that because his teammate rightfully got sent off for lunging in, two footed off the ground with his fucking arse on the floor. And he's going in like that at a referee. Nah, it's absolutely not what we expect out of professional no, players agreed. in this game. And he, and, he, and he needs to give his head a wobble. Um, I saw a stat as well that they've got the most yellow cards in Premier League history. Yeah, doesn't, doesn't, they've got terrible, terrible discipline. Um, and yeah, and, and, and I'll, I'll be honest, I know we've said it all along, and I think initially I was saying it because the three teams that were looking at in the race to stay up were your lot, Everton and, um, and, uh, and, and Leeds. And obviously I've got a foot in the Everton camp, I've got a foot in the Burnley camp. So Leeds by default were the team that I was happy, happy enough to see go down. I'll yep. be honest, after watching the last few weeks, it's not just my loyalty to you and my wife. It's the fact that one, the shit Two, the knobheads, and three, they absolutely deserve to go down. Do they get another point? No, I don't think they do. What's the running for? Who have they still got to play? Brighton at home, Brentford away. No, I don't think they do. I think Brighton will turn them over. I think I think I think Potter is an absolutely brilliant tactician, and I think he sets up with a game plan and he executes it. Doesn't always work. But he comes with a really methodical way of playing and he drills his lads to play that way. Leeds are haphazard. There's Leeds no haven't shape. got a team to put out. No. I, well, no, I don't think they have. 
I don't think they have. No, they're not. They're not. They're not. They're not beating Brighton. They're not beating Brighton, and they'll do well. And the only way they'll beat Brentford is if Brentford have gone on the rolls already. If Brentford have checked out, which I don't think they will, because they got too much well, pride. Based on yeah, based on how Ericsson plays, like, you know, I can't see him allowing that to happen. No, no. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. 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 Uh, and Arsenal, we've already waxed a lot of lyrical about them, so let's not go on on about it. But yeah. uh, another good performance, securing top four. Um, they they deserve it for me. I think um, I think yeah, if they beat. Spurs tomorrow it's nailed on but they're going to get it regardless I think and and, it, yeah. and and it's the right outcome I think even probably based on consistency over the season I think it might even deserve third I think Chelsea just started so strong that they banked enough points that they could just almost falter to the finish line but there you go I think with them winning tonight I think that that pretty much nails it doesn't that it? guarantees it yeah absolutely um West Ham Norwich uh brilliant uh, nothing to really say about the game Norwich is shite we've already talked about that absolute bobbins club um, need to really consolidate. They're just not good enough, aren't they? Not good enough yeah. for the Prem at all. Front to back, there's nobody in that team. We said it before. There's nobody in that team you'd want. Um, they're not a Premier League quality team. I'm sorry to any Norwich fans listening, but they really need to think about... Because they will come back up again. They're that kind of yo-yo club. Too big for the Championship, too small for the Prem. Um, they need a new goalkeeper, that's for sure. Yeah, 100%. Um, but, uh, yeah, they, they, they need to do something differently. West Ham, I've not got much to say apart from the fact that Fair play to him for absolutely walking through Norwich. But one thing I did really like was Moyes in his post-match interview uh, basically said that he wants he wants he wants Conference League. He was like, I want Europe. I don't I, I don't care if it's I don't care if it's Europa. I don't care if it's Conference League. We want we're going to work our socks off to get one of those places because because we're new to it. We don't get it every season, and our fans had a bloody brilliant time this year. And I want to give them that again. And that is so refreshing to see. And it did end in disappointment, but you know what a what a ride to get to the semi final. Absolutely, and then they could go further. They've got a really good team, a lot of good young players in that side. And yeah, and you it, know and it, they, they stand to add to it in the summer as well, don't they? Yeah. Um, you know, there's a well, I mean, talk of James Tarkovsky all in there, and he'll he'll definitely show things up for them. Yep, a hundred percent. A hundred percent, and uh, and then the last game of the of, of that day was was City walking all over Newcastle. We've already talked about that one yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was just City, not not actually that good for a five 0 I didn't think. I don't think they, they played that well, but Newcastle just fell apart, and uh, and City uh, had that many chances that five of them went in. Um, yeah. But, just but, going back to what you were saying about uh, post-match interviews, um, I just want to channel it on Ben Foster's. He was absolutely savage in what he oh, was saying. Oh, they give up after sixty minutes. Yeah, too many players wanted to put it in for seventy minutes and then just give up after that. Play. It's not good enough. That's why we're going down. Basically, was what he said. Yep, fair play to him. He's right. Um, now, and, and then just just a little bit on um, manager couldn't watch. Um, I think that might be a new feature. No, Klopp. So many of them in the Premier League at the minute. Yeah, this one is sponsored by Jurgen Klopp, though, right? Uh, but yeah, yeah, top of the list by by a mile. Um, yeah, when they win, he's he's so sanctimonious about it, and yeah, this humble brag that he puts out there. When they lose, he just he's just a whining little bitch. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he did all the way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we were saying the Spurs came to come for the counter attack. What do you expect? You're the second You're... best team in the fucking country. Yeah. Yeah. You're Liverpool. Get over it. Yeah. Uh, well, and while we're in Scouseland, uh, Steve and Gerrard's a cunt as well. <laughs> and there's not a lot else to say to that. Uh, but while we're in. England centre midfields, Frank Lampard's a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> and Merseyside. Um, 
the, the tenuous link. There you go. <laughs> there we go. We got there. And then just a very quick rundown of the midweek games. Liverpool uh, beat Villa. Uh, everyone knew that was going to happen. Villa put up a bit of a good fight, though. Um, but I knew they were going to be fair, they, they, they look pretty good, did Villa? Yeah. I'll say that. Yeah, they gave, they gave them a little bit of a scare at the start, didn't they? But... Yeah. Uh, uh, but no, Liverpool uh, ended up walking away with it. Uh, we've already mentioned the fact that Chelsea uh, secured their third place, we think, by beating Leeds. Leeds again. Uh, Dan James getting sent off. Terrible, terrible discipline. Lukaku, 3-2. Uh, um, yeah, still a flat-track bully. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Um, Leicester beating Norwich in a game that nobody cares about. But good Surprise, to surprise, though. Jamie Vardy's back you, and he yeah, scored two goals. Yeah, you've shouted that multiple times, mate. Yeah, um, Vardy does change it around for them. He makes them a completely different team. Uh, Everton failing to capitalise against Watford. Now, Leeds's absolute self-destruction is probably going to still save Everton. But this was a game that they should have won. Um, and not winning it is, is putting undue pressure on themselves, 16 shots, yeah. five on target. Um, you, you know, they only had 51.7% possession, but I know possession doesn't necessarily dictate the game. They had a lot of chances by the looks of things, even though I didn't see the game. Yeah, um, it is. It is. But I think they, they needed to win that. What for the crap? And they're down and they're dejected and they're clearly in fighting based on Ben Foster's comments. So, they should have won. But then over the last two games, would you take four points out of them? You, yeah, would. you would. You would. You absolutely. You just would have expected it the other way around. Correct. Correct. And then we've already talked, of course, about City um, uh, demolishing Wolves with a Kevin De Bruyne. Bruyne last, last. Yeah. Um, we've still got Spurs and Arsenal to come to finish off the game week uh, in a match that hopefully will um, solidify uh, whether or not the top four race goes to the end of the season. So looking forward yeah. to watching that. And then we roll into the last two game weeks. Uh, I, I riddle me this, John Pickup. The table as it is now, if, you, if you're looking at it. I am. Specifically in relation to maybe the top mm, seven, because that's where the European places are, and the bottom three. Is that the table at the end of the season? Um, yes. Hmm. Although West Ham could sneak into sixth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that's the only change I can see there. I mean, selfishly, I do hope, and I'm really sorry, Nick Finney, but I do hope that Arsenal do a job on Spurs tomorrow because that will then cement Arsenal in the top four and it will mean that Spurs won't be able to get there. And we played them at the weekend, so hopefully that'll be a hoping they've um, got they're already they're already on the plane. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um and then as far as the bottom of the league, um yeah, I can see it staying as it is. Yeah. That that, that I, game I hope that game in hand for Everton and Burnley is precious. I think if if if, if you can pick up points from, from that game in hand, particularly with the humongous swinging goal difference, um, leads are doomed. Uh but there's still two games to go. Um, for Leeds and, and anything can happen in in a season where interestingly enough a lot of teams were failing to pick up points and that is reflected by Norwich and Watford still being in the low 20s but fair play to Burnley and Everton um, who who were probably well Burnley in particular I'd say and Newcastle sorry Burnley and Newcastle too I want to call out who were in that same boat at Christmas and have both Real, Newcastle slightly more successfully, but with a bottomless pit of money, um, have both turned it around to have a pretty respectable points haul by the end of the season. You know, three more points for Burnley, I think, gets them safe. And 37 yeah, points, agreed. whilst it's not the magic 40, isn't half bad as long as it keeps you up. 
Oh, agreed, agreed. And you know, for, for me, that could conceivably be three draws. Um, yeah. You know, if, if we can do the double over Tottenham, that would be amazing because uh, that you know it's done earlier. For me, that that last game of the season, I know you said that Newcastle have done really well, but um, you know, even if it went down to that last one, I'd I'd, I'd back us to stay up. Yeah. If it was on that last game of the season. All right, then. So, uh, shall we get over and do... I'm excited for this McPaul 90-second um, 11. Yeah, me too. Yeah, let's go. So, it's Premier League 11 time, and our very, very good friend Paul Mawerta has, uh, has submitted his uh, his Premier League 11. So, he's done us a really solid favour, and he's uh, he's actually sent us a, a nearest two question. And yep. hopefully he's put the answer in there. Um, sure. I'm actually only seeing three recordings here, so I'm, I'm slightly worried. But um, <laughs> let, let's see what happens. Let's play the first one and see, yeah? Yeah. And then um, I, I think we might need to pause it because it's a 41-second recording, so you might have the question and answer in that. But I've, um, I've got I've got pause ready. you got pause ready. And then he's going to then talk us through the rules of his Premier League 11, and he's done his own. So, yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Right. Let's go. Hi guys, it's Paul here, otherwise known as McPaul from my Insta handle, at McPaul Road to London. And I've got a Premier League 11 for you to do. But to decide who picks first, we'll have a closest to question. And my question for you is, according to PremierLeague.com as of today, across all Premier League seasons and since it began, how many red cards have been given? And for fun... Do you know which team has received the most? So the person that knows the closest to the number of red cards given will get the first pick. Good luck. Right then. Okay. So uh, would you like to guess first or should I? Um, so in the whole entirety of the Premier League, how many red cards have there been? Yeah. And then who's got the most? Yeah. Well, that's the okay. fun. Yeah, that's for fun. Um, right, well, I'm going to go 1,500. That's far too low in my book, but let, let's go with that. Um, I've got no rationale for that because I've literally had three seconds to think about it. And then the team that have had the most, um, I mean, you've got to think about who's been in the league longest, I guess. I'm going to say Arsenal. That's a that's a good shout. Okay, so I think 1,500 is too many, and I'm gonna, but I'm going to be strategic and say 1,499. Oh, that's a bit of a cunt's trick, isn't it? It is a bit of a cunt's trick. We, we should have we should have had those. I wrote it down. We should have written it right. Anyway, whatever. But I have a bit of a cunt, and I'm going to go for Arsenal. I just said Arsenal. No, sorry, you said Arsenal. No, I'm going to go for Chelsea. Chelsea. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to go one one red card less than you, and I'm going to pick the same <laughs> team. <laughs> it's late, and I'm, I'm not slightly. Oh, right, okay. You ready for the answer? Yeah, come on, Paul. And the answer to that is across all Premier League seasons, there have been 1,711 red cards. So whoever got closest gets the first pick. And the fun question was that Everton have received the most red cards at the moment, currently on 102. Get in there! Well, I'll, I'll have that <sighs> first. And to yeah. be fair, um, we have actually looked up the um, I know it was Everton at the top of that, but it was Arsenal in second and Chelsea in fourth, so we were both pretty close. Well, there you go. There you go. Right, you've got first. Uh, good question, that Paul. 
Very yeah. good question. Very good question. Right. right. All, all that's left now is we need to know what the Premier League eleven is. Right. Let's do it. Hi guys, it's now time for your Premier League eleven, and it's kind of topical because it's coming up to that time of year where people look forward to the final of one of the biggest competitions in Europe. I am, of course, talking about Eurovision, which people associate with things like ABBA and avoiding the dreaded nil point, which Norway has the most of. So, with that in mind, I'd like to know your Premier League eleven, based up of players from the Nordic countries. So, in your squad, you need to have at least one player from each of the five Nordic countries of Norway, Sweden, Finland, Denmark and Iceland. There's no limit on how many you have from each country and there's no limit to what play Premier League clubs they played for as long as they played in the Premier League at some point. Good luck, guys. Oh, wow, that was a really well-considered Premier It was. It's it probably was. the most considered we've had all season. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about the shout of throwing Eurovision into the... No. Yeah. It, was, it was pretty good, Paul. So, uh, well, Iceland, Finland... Iceland, Denmark, Sweden, Norway. And Finland, was it? Iceland, Sweden, Denmark, Norway, Finland. Yeah? Yeah. Right. Okay, you going first. Yeah, let's go. I'm, I'm going to take the goalkeeper straight away, Peter Schmeichel. Oh, um, OK, well, I am going to take um, Ida Gudjonsson. Oh, he was going to be next. Because, because, because I don't want to take that other player from Iceland. Mm, um, I'm going to put the Burnley connection in there. I'm going to pick Johan Berg Gudmundsson. He's from one of them, isn't he? I think he's... Is he from he- Finland? No, he's Iceland, isn't he? I think I think you'll get away with Iceland, though. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm try- I, I want to get the- I want to get the tough ones out of the way. So I'm going to do Finland next, and I'm going to go for big Sammy Hippier at centre half. Oh, that's a good show. Are you writing your own down, by the way? Oh yeah, uh, no, I'm not, but I will. Oh, Sammy Appiah is a good show. You always go for Sammy Appiah. I think you've got a thing for him. Yeah, I, I like Sammy Appiah. He was a Liverpool player that I didn't think was a cunt when I was growing up. So <laughs> it was like, <laughs> I kind of really like him because of it. So, uh, um, Finland. Um, I've got an absolute worldie. Um, talking about the Liverpool connection. Yari Lipmanen. He oh, was striker, he? very, very good. Yeah, and he did play for Liverpool. Yeah, Yari Lippmann, a very good player. Very good player. Right, so... Very uh, greasy, weren't he? Yeah, he was. He was. <laughs> um, OK, so um, on that basis, I can start picking from the big three, can't I? So I'm going to go yeah. for Freddie Ljungberg on the wing. Oh, that is a really good shout. Um, was Herman Horidison from... Iceland. I thought he was from. Oh, I might have to. Well, whichever. Have you got one of each already? No. Uh, Heridison was Icelandic. Is Icelandic. Right, well, I'm, I'm having him. Yeah. All right. Okay. Big Herman. Big what Herman. player? All right. Um. In that case, I am going to partner Ida Good Johnson with the baby-faced assassin Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Yeah. Good. Good shout. Um. Sweden, Henrik Larsson. I yes. He wasn't at, at his top of his powers, but... Um, Played nine games for Man United. It's a very, yeah. very good choice. 
That's a great front two. Is that Littmanen and Hart? Uh, I think Good Johnson and Solskjaer's pretty. Uh, it rivals it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I am going to go for. Uh, I probably should get me. Well, I don't need to get me keeper out of the way, do I? Because you're not going to pick a keeper, so you've got your keeper. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to go for. We've really gone. We've gone through a lot of the, the big, big ones, haven't we? Uh, okay, okay, bit out of left field, but I think I picked him before as well. And he's just one of them players that just stands out in my head for some reason. Uh, Partner in Savvy Hippie, I'm going to have Olaf Melberg. That's a good show. He's Swedish, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I haven't got Norway yet, and I've got about three players that I want to put out. But I'm not going to tell you who they are because that would really no. help you, wouldn't it? Because have you got Norway? Uh, I've got Solskjaer. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. Um, now there's one I'm going to mention him, but he's not going in the team because he's a Blackburn player. But a special mention to Morton Gams Pedersen. He was he was a good player. Come on, absolute come. Um, I'm going to go for Risa. John, I'm going to Risa at left back. Oh, yeah. Very good choice. Uh, I'm going to, I need some midfielders. I'm having Christian Eriksen. That's my Dane. And I can. I now have all five countries, so I can pick whoever I want to finish. Um, I think I'm the same. So I've got Schmeichel, Denmark, Horizon, Iceland, Johan Gudmundsson, Iceland. And yeah. then I've got Sweden with um, Larson. Mm. Lippmann with Finland, weren't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've got more. One, two, three, four. No, oh, yeah, five. We, we fucking hell. Um, I've written too many names down here. That's the thing. Yeah. Um, right. Oh, fullback. Um, struggling a little bit, yeah. Mm. It gets tough, doesn't it? Quick. It does. I'm probably gonna pick up another six strikers here. Um. Oh, in fact, centre midfield, Martin Odegaard. Oh, yeah, he's Norwegian, isn't he? Yeah, he's Norwegian. Yeah, that's a very good one. Um, okay, so uh, I'm probably going to have to do what you're doing, and we're going to get a bit creative with the formation. Um, Zlatan Ibrahimovic is going up top for me. Great. I'm going to have a front three. And Freddie Lundberg's going to have to play centre mid. No, Good Johnson. Good Johnson can go out onto the right wing. There we go. Yeah, that's a little bit of a a push. I'm trying to think of Swedish players. I know I've got a few in there. Well, I've only got one, haven't I? But, um, mm, I'm a bit stumped here, if I'm honest. I can think of loads of strikers. I might have to go for three up front. Yeah. Go on, I'm going to go for three up front. I'm going to go for Floor, Tor Andre Floor. Oh, player. yeah, good, good player. Very good player. Um, uh, I've just thought of another Swede and you're going to be mad at me because he's a Blackburn player but I need a fullback uh, Martin Olsen oh and he was such a shit house as well no I'm not, I'm not happy with you about that Matt sorry mate I don't think I can forgive that if I'm honest um, I'm, I'm stuck a bit here I think yeah yeah I'm looking at this season. There's a couple in there. Yeah. Um, I need defenders, though. Partnering Herman Horidison, Christensen from Chelsea. Oh, yeah, very good player. Um, is is Horidison not a left-back? Um, I don't know. 
Does he not play everywhere? Mm, maybe. He had a dead long throw, didn't he? Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, really I have... square head as well. <laughs> <laughs> he did have a very square head. Um, I'm going to finish off my back four. Just thought of one. I was trying to think of uh, Man United uh, players who uh, come from uh, that part of the world. Uh, you're going to be pissed off at me again because it's another Blackburn connection. Uh, Henningberg is going to be my right back. So I've got all Yeah, no, yeah. That's, that's fair. I'll give you that one. And Henningberg. But... Blackbird, uh, Manchester United, Henningberg, you mean? My, yes, I do, I do. Yeah. Uh, it's come back to me now, isn't it? Oh, I've got a, I've got a defender. I'm going to have to play around with this formation and Herodis and Matter to play right back for me, but I'm going to yep. go Daniel, Daniel Agger. Oh, very good player, Dan Agger. Yeah, like it. Um, so I've only got two midfielders, though. That's the only thing. So I'm going to go the only... I've been trying to think about other um, midfielders that are any good. And this one isn't any good, <laughs> but <laughs> I can't think of anyone else. Um, was it Martin Larson who played for Sunderland? It was, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm going to have Martin Larson in midfield. I've, I've thought of an absolute worldy to, to anchor my midfield. So it gives Johan Berg Gutmanson and uh, Martin Odegaard the licence to get forward. Yeah. Thomas Graveson. Oh, Thomas Gravison, what a player he was. Two, three, four, five, six. That's your seven, team, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Uh, and I'll, I'll finish with uh, Shamichael Jr. in that. No, good shot. Good shot. I'm, I'm slightly, I want to put a special mention out there to Lloyd Bentner as well. It was either him or <laughs> I wanted to get Ronnie Johnson in. Couldn't get Ronnie Johnson in. Ronnie Johnson. Probably could. Uh, maybe should have gone in ahead of Hippier or Matt. Definitely Berg. Henningberg, he couldn't play. He didn't play right back. He, he was a centre half, Johnson, though, wasn't he? Whereas Berg, Berg could play all across yeah. the back four. Um, you, you do realise as well. I've got about five weeks of these to catch up, so I'm just going to spurge a lot of teams onto Instagram at some point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm sure our 14 followers will be really happy about, yeah. about that. Um, uh, right. Go on, then. Do you want me to read my team out then, just so you've got it? Yeah, go on, hit me. No. Not that you're going to write it down or anything, and take it to um, you know to to market or anything. But yeah, uh, Peter Schmeichel in goal. Uh, I'm going to go Herman Harrison at right back, Dan Iger and um, Christensen from Chelsea in centre half, and then John Arnorisa at left back. Mm-hmm. Johan Berg Gudmundsson for the Burnley connection on the right hand side if he's not injured, which he always is. Uh, Thomas Graveson and then Martin Odegaard and then Lipmanen, Larson and Tora Andre Floor. Good team, and I went for. Very decent team. I went for Kasper Schmeichel, back four of Olsen, Hippie, and Melberg and Henningberg. Uh, Ericsson, Larson, and L- Freddie Lundberg is playing centre mid now. And uh, a front three of, uh, of Good Johnson, Solskjaer, and Ibrahimovic. All three players who were well known for being able to come out wide and play on the wing when required. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, I thought we both did well under pressure. Um, shall we listen to Paul's? Yeah, I reckon he's going to start with Abba up front, if I'm honest. But um, I reckon we should go and listen to what he's got to say. Uh, Graham Norton's playing in that. Right, come on, your <laughs> revision. Let's do it. Oh, dear. Right, here's my Nordic Premier 11 that I did. So, in goal, I've gone for Peter Smeichel from Denmark. My back four, I've gone for John Arnorisa from Norway. Sammy Hippier. Finland, Daniel Agger from Denmark, and probably one of the best Swedish right backs. I've gone for Roland Nielsen 
who played for Sheffield Wednesday and Coventry in the 90s. Midfield, I've gone for three. I've gone for Thomas Graveson from Denmark, Freddie Lundberg from Sweden, and Christian Eriksson from Denmark. And my three up front, I've gone for Ida Johnson from Iceland, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer from Norway, and Zlatan Ibrahimovic from Sweden to complete my lineup. So, hope you enjoyed that, guys, and look forward to seeing how you got on. Cheers. There was quite a lot of similarities there, wasn't there? There was, yeah. I've proven basically that there was some very standout um, Scandinavian, Nordic, whatever you want to call it, um, players in the Premier League. But I think there's been a lot, hasn't there? I think what's interesting is not not to give it a bit of a history lesson, but there is a rich history of players from that part of the world. They were one of the first um, kind of foreign um, uh, contingents of players to influence English football, weren't they? I, I guess maybe because of the similarities in the language. Um, uh, you saw quite like remember back to the days of like uh, Jan Molby. Um, what about Stigging Bjornaby? Liverpool had loads, didn't it? Liverpool yeah, had a real Bjornaby as well, yeah. Had a real connection with the uh, with the Scandinavian countries, didn't they? But um, Anders Limpar, Anders Limpar. Yeah, it's almost has that little Norwegian tinge, doesn't it? I guess. I think there was a lot of was was there a bit of emigration maybe Port City. I don't know. I don't, know, I don't know, maybe going a bit too deep, but thank you, Paul. That was really, I had fun with that. I, I like the ones yeah, where it's so head They're a little bit different, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, so, so someone else, someone else from the from the listenership, let's uh, let's see what you've got. Yes, yeah, send us something. Drop us a message. Please. Uh, Drop us a message and I'll send you some homework. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> thank you, Paul. You're a legend. You're an absolute diamond, Paul. We appreciate you. Um, okay, cool. So let's just get over and uh, wrap up with the old uh, Fantasy Football League and then we'll, we'll go to bed. Yep. Oh, do we have to? Um, yeah. Alright. Go on, off we go. Right, it's shit. Football shit. Fantasy football shit. And I hate it. Uh, I have somehow managed to get worse this week. Um, my my push for top 10 is now becoming, please don't drop me out of the top 20, as I'm surrounded by people who don't even play the fucking game anymore, who still <laughs> manage to get more points than me. Um, top of the league, we've got Lewis Lawson, had another stonking game week. He looks like he's pulling away a little bit um, from uh, from Jamie Phillips in second place. Although John Cross coming back strong with a 120-point game week. And Andrew Fire. Gordon. Andy Jones got 139 points in eighth place. We've got, we've got some big points. People using bench boosts very, very effectively. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, some really big ones there. Um, so, uh, yeah, not a lot of change in the top five, but certainly it's got a little bit closer uh, together. But Lewis still in pole position. Uh, you've dropped down a little bit, Jack Penfold. Yeah, I'm dropping like a storm. Yeah, what um, I've still got some. I've still got players to play. I've got um, I've got four players left to play in the uh, North London derby tomorrow. Yeah. So that could that could help me rise. I'm hopeful I'll get over two thousand points this week. So that should hopefully see me. Jump back over Jordy Evans, who isn't playing the game and captain is so on that's, that's yeah. <laughs> a master stroke on the first day of the season that has served us. Um, and then down at the bottom of the league, we do like to keep our eye on good old Paul Griffiths, continuing to climb he after has, the late two places. season. He's up to 53rd. You're smashing it, Paul. And uh, Ginger Flyerwatch has somehow got more points than me this week with another 14 to come off the bench. Can no. I just draw our attention to something that could be a little bit more interesting? What? Um, the what the fantasy fight like cup is ongoing at the moment, and we're in the quarterfinals right now. 
Well, well, you're in the quarterfinals. I, I got knocked out when Marco Del walked you in the first fucking round. Yeah, but if, if you look at who I've played so far, I'm uh, I'm like the uh, the Bugnery just tones on Slayer at the moment. So I started yes. off with uh, Jack Penfold, and I, I beat him on the fewest goals conceded. Nice. <laughs> and then I absolutely wiped the floor with Neil Pacey by two points. Um, and then I got another tie break against uh, Papa Penfold, the best Penfold, and uh, I progressed on past goal scored. And this week I'm getting beat by Ree Davis. Um, so ooh, she's got quite a few red flags. So hopefully I should make it into the semis and get probably knocked out by Lewis Lawson. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, it's worth keeping an eye on that one because that's the best chance of glory that I've got this season. Take it, take it. The absolute <laughs> Arabau Cup of, uh, of fantasy football. It's, it's uh, not, it's the Johnson's paint trophy. It is, is JPT, the Intertoto Cup. Um, uh, right then wonderful that is us done for another week JP if people want to give us a follow where can you find us Uh, so they should head straight over to Instagram and it's football pundit imposters we have got Facebook and Twitter as well but yeah they're not used equally but do Instagram's the one give us a a Premier League 11 to do tell us what you think of the show Um, come on and have a chat with us um, we're always keen to add a third into our little yeah we, we always say that and then we never actually do anything about it there are people that want to come on but we just don't really I mean because you know just for context it's 5 to 11 on Wednesday night so. yeah this is not well organised yeah. come on have a chat with us yeah. Yeah, yeah do it do it let us know be, be forceful and aggressive with it um, and uh, if you want to give you a follow JP where can they find you that's what she said. Um, uh, sorry, it's, I'm uh, JP Runs Free. <laughs> what Wonderful. about you, Matt? I am at Little Run by Rob on Instagram. Do give us a follow uh, and uh, come have a chat with us. Uh, until next week, Game Week 37, two weeks left at the end of the season, JP. We're nearly there, my friend. Uh, I will speak to you, uh, hopefully, back in the regular time slot next yeah, week. Yeah, hopefully so. Come on, Burnley. <laughs>